Greetings and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. It's Friday, July 2nd. We're two days away from Independence Day. Um, we're still, I guess, in a pandemic here in the United States. We can do what we want, kind of. I'm going to I'm going to actual happy hour after this with some friends. We're going to eat some nachos and have a margarita and uh, beverage right on the street. Sue, Sister Sue, hello. Greetings to you. Um, I can see that you're here. I'm trying to get to the other thing to say who else is here. What else is going? Flavia, hello. Happy Friday to you as well. Very nice to see you here. Um, oh, who else is here? Oh, I can see Rachel. <laughs> How's Lady Jerry? I'm going to answer that in a minute. Sharon, hello. Jeff, happy Friday to you. Jen, greetings. And Bob, uh, here we are. Here we are. <coughs> oh, once again, on a Friday, ready for action. I feel like it's been a pretty good book. Um, yes, I'm also dying to know how many Rice Krispie treats Laura Jack. What, what was the final total? Um, hey, Todd, greetings to you. Lady Jerry is uh, recovering nicely. Um, the steroids that uh, the doctor gave her a couple days ago have been helpful. Excuse me. And uh, this morning she had a headache, and I recommended Excedrin, which I found beneficial for caffeine headaches. Uh, Christopher, hello. Um, and she took one, and that worked. I'm no... I'm not a faith healer, but I may have hypnotized her. Um, so that's good. Ouija, hello. Oh, you're posting a link to a YouTube right off the right off the get go. Nice. Um, I I can't click that right now. Well, I could click it. What is it? Let's see what it is. Oh, it's not clickable in my. Oh, it did click. Hmm. Oh, Joe King, Carrasco party weekend. I'm ready for that. I'm going to be playing that uh, after the show. I believe. Um, so, yes, I'm excited about this week. It's been a good week. Got back from our trip. Uh, managed to get four days of jiu-jitsu training. Today was awesome with uh, with uh, Rico, the, our wrestling uh, coach. And so I really had a nice day today and some nice rolls with some of my friends uh, on the mat. And I, while I was after yesterday, I think, Ouija, you were asking about a... Uh, instead of a book of questions, a book of answers. And I was saying, well, all these books are books of answers. And I just before the show, I happened to be looking at the shelf. And uh, prior to the pandemic, I had gotten into, gotten back into a, a magic. We all, were, I think, I always thought everybody was interested in magic from when they were 10 years old. But uh, I think uh, all magicians certainly are people who were interested from 10 and never stopped. That is a basic truth if you talk to them. Um, but I got reinterested in magic, and I bought a couple of books, and I got this book, uh, Marvin Kay, uh, The Handbook of Mental Magic, and I was looking at it, and I thought, this will be a nice thing to read and discuss on the show, possibly even, dare I say, better than Ancient Aliens in the Bible, in the long, over time, Ancient Aliens in the Bible, of course, that information that we all now have as a result of that, and the other information, the other nuggets that we're about to glean... <laughs> Invaluable, and uh, I wouldn't trade them for anything. But uh, once again, Mr. K begins with the most basic concepts in mental entertain in magical entertainment to provide information valuable to the beginner and the experienced magician alike. 
Um, among the kinds of tricks described are hypnotism, ESP experiments, mind reading magic, telepathy, predictions, codes, second sight, super memory, and more advanced mentalism. Um, Mr. K shows the reader not only how to do individual tricks, but how to combine trips, tricks for an effective routine. Now, uh, a true magician doesn't re reveal their secrets, and uh, certainly uh, I'm not a true magician, but I, I, I think I'm going to read some of this and tell you about this, if I can hold on to the book going forward. So so that's I'm going to be delving into that. Maybe I, I've always kind of wanted to know how to hypnotize people, because if you watch hypnotist shows, hypnotist comedy hypnotist shows, they're always funny, and they're real crowd pleaser, and uh, and they're super fun to watch, except for the except for the dirty, naughty ones. I'm not so interested in that kind of <coughs> nonsense. Jen, you can't remember life before the pandemic. Well, um, <laughs> you have to see some magic tricks, Rachel. <coughs> yeah, I I think I might have some magic tricks here that are gimmick tricks, where it's a thing that has a gimmick that you don't know about that I could do those, but uh, I don't know if I could uh, I don't know, I can't no, no magic today, but maybe in the future uh, oh Laura, you're back uh, and eating Rice Krispie Treat, yeah, how many did you get? that's what I want to know uh, just the six uh, well, solid number good job, I, I said that I thought five was an awesome effort, so you went one beyond that good for you there's your motivational Monday on a Friday. Um, Bob, you just finished watching an episode of Ancient Aliens. In addition to their Bible adventures, you had no idea that Hitler had a base in Antarctica where he did battle with aliens. No, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of that either, Bob. Well, he had his he had his hands full with the uh, the genocide and the uh, uh, world war and uh, the aliens, didn't he? The secret history stuff is fascinating. Glad you're on the inside track now. Yeah, me too. Uh, anytime one of us normies, as I like to refer to myself, uh, a normie. Well, I'm actually, I don't think I am a normie. I got off the everybody bus a long time ago. I think I mentioned that to you. But uh, anyway, anytime one of us normies thinks we've figured it out in our basements or our bonus room, uh, it's probably not the case. But that said, I'm happy with the new knowledge that we've learned so far. Um, Oh, you're going to restock on Monday and Tuesday. Excellent, Laura. Flavia, you like my shirt? Yeah, this is a, this is a New Orleans kind of map. The lake, the river, um, uptown, downtown. Uh, and I have bought my ticket to New Orleans in October. And I'm about to buy my Jazz Fest ticket, I think, over the weekend. Um, Rachel, that settles it. You're making patriotic Rice Krispie treats this weekend. And... You're just that suggestible. Well, excellent. Patriotic Rice Krispie Treats. Uh, if there's not a photo or a little bit of a cooking segment that you could post on the uh, on the group chat, then I don't I don't I don't know where you're going to post it if you don't post it there. At least there and many other places. Jen, you wish there were diabetic Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, oh, you mean all Rice Krispie Treats are diabetic? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're jacked with sugar. They're they're designed to give you diabetes. Is that what you meant? No, that's not what you meant. I knew that. Um, so yeah. Oh, I've prepared my beverage for today. I'm trying to fit. We j I just bought a ton of groceries because Lady Jerry's been 
debilitated, so I got all these groceries from Trader Joe's that can be prepared quickly because I can cook, but I've got other stuff I want to do, and everybody wants this and that and the other thing. And so I've been trying to make room in the fridge, drinking down some Martinelli's sparkling apple cider mixed with some really bitter cranberry juice and club soda and a little a little smidge of uh, the old uh, uh, oh god what's the vodka that's it hmm stoli that's the word I couldn't think of I knew it was vodka I could think of vodka I know what vodka is stoli uh, <laughs> Bob you can make Rice Krispie Treats with tofu and tree sap? Uh, I don't think those would actually fall under the category of treat. Um, a cauliflower and Splenda? Oh, wow. Trader Joe's to the rescue again? Yes, Flavia, that's terrific. Um, Jeff used to live on Trader Joe's frozen food. I'm telling you, for camping, it was the ideal stop because everything is either one step, take it out of this bag and get it hot and then eat it, or two steps, take this out of this bag and then pour this jar of stuff onto it and then eat it. So Trader Joe's is your friend. And they're reasonably priced. Again, sponsor, not a sponsor. Don't forget about iBobs. <laughs> uh, happy happy Hour Delight. You highly recommend the Espiral Vinho Verde at Trader Joe's. It's your summer go-to beverage. Um, I hope I hope it's not that they used to have this wine at Trader Joe's called Two Buck Chuck. Oh, that stuff. It was $2 for a bottle of wine. And uh, was it two, two Buck Chuck or Seven Buck Chuck? Whatever it was, it was it was tough going. It was it was even for a hobo like me. Um, the Two Buck Chuck was tough, tough, hard business. Although one time my friend John, oh, man, what a happy hour. We're talking about all the drinks we've drank. Um, one time my friend John, who's coming to visit, my best friend for 30 years in comedy, John Ross, is uh, coming to visit, and uh, he found this wine at the dollar store that was at the dollar store because uh, the vineyard had changed hands and they redesigned their label, and so they had all this wine that was bottled with the old label, and it was, you know, $20 wine, which is, to my mind, decent wine. Uh, but they were selling the bottles at the dollar store for a dollar, and I had I went down and I got up on a case of the dollar wine for twenty four dollars, and uh, those are some happy days. Oh, that month I remember it. I don't remember it well. Um, too much chucking. It was horrible, Carl. Yes, you're right. Um, although Flavia 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 disagrees. She says it was actually pretty good. Um, Oh, you're saying $5 a bottle. That's probably um, inflation-adjusted. Uh, Espiral Vinho Verde at Trader Joe's. Okay, I'll try that. I did get some... Uh, I did get a funny bottle of rosé. I can't remember the name of it, but maybe next Friday I'll have a, I'll have that rosé out and we can show... <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah, dollar store wine, Flavia. You better believe, lol. Um, but those were the days. Those were the days when I was single... My friend John and I, I mean, he would come, he came over with, came home with this story, and he's the kind of guy who you would have a glass of the wine first, and then he would tell you it cost a dollar. And then he would tell you, we got to go there now and get more of it if you want some. You make a mocktail around there in uh, a half San Pellegrino, a third tonic water, and a sixth pomegranate juice with a slice of lime. 
Boy, the tonic water, tonic water is a tricky one. I might try that. Tonic water and uh, some kind of club soda and a little bit of pomegranate juice. I'll try that because we have a couple of bottles of tonic water. That, you know, people come here for a party. And they, bring their, uh, they bring their drink mixins and then uh, they forget them here. And then me, as you can tell, you never know when you never know when this action figure of Tyrion Lannister is going to come in handy. And the same is true of the little tiny bottles of tonic water that are in my uh, storage fridge. There's a red wine brand called Cupcake that is sweet if you like that, and cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, Cupcake, Cupcake Headache, uh, Cupcake rhymes with headache. Uh, it's a Portuguese sparkling wine, and it's refreshing and wonderful. Laura saying, "Hmm." takes you back to Lisbon. Hmm. I've never been to Lisbon, so that'll be fun for me to take a little mini vacation. <laughs> oh, Ouija, you're coming right over and you're going to mix. Okay. Uh, well, my moisture level is pretty high right now, so I'm sorry that that's got to be the go-to. That's all I can think about now when I think about you, Ouija. I can't wait to visit Alaska and check the moisture of some places with you. Hmm. So, Happy Friday. It's been a great week. I've got my magic book. Then I'm ready to find out the secrets of Marvin Kaye. I'll have to... Oh, boy, there's a picture of him inside here. This is Marvin Kaye. Oh, that's nice, huh? Um, he looks like he looks like he, he could be a detective. Like, haven't you seen this guy outside your apartment um, trying to keep an eye on your old lady? If you have an old lady that needs somebody to keep an eye on. Um, <laughs> you want a Jake Fest cocktail party, Jen? Yeah, well, I I was kind of depending on you guys to ha- figure out the location of Jake Fest so that uh, because, because when I suggested that it might be in Santa Monica, of course you vetoed that right away. So I know you want to have it at your house, but we'll have to figure out the a location for Jake Fest. Um, so it's been a good week, I have to say. I've enjoyed this week, except for the fact that Lady Jerry's been sick, but she's things are looking up. Uh, she's been up on her feet today and around the house. She did say just before the show that she saw, thought she might have done too much. She may not come to happy hour with me, uh, which is only four blocks from here, but I, she's she's going to take it easy. I've been sleeping in the living room this whole time, so I don't disturb her sleep, um, and I'm going to do that tonight. The panels have come back so she can seal the bedroom off and have a nice, quiet sleep. Uh... What else can I tell you? Oh, I should I should take a picture of the panels with their new upholstery on. That that's that's something to look forward to for next week. Um, I know we've got July Fourth on Sunday. My plan is to do the show on Monday if you can make it. Um, so so there's that. Maybe a short show, but uh, I'll I'll at least be here and uh, maybe the whole show. What percentage of your salary would you give up to guarantee that no one would ever? be homeless. Well, my current salary is uh, quite low. <laughs> it's asymptotic with zero. Uh, so I would give 100% of my current salary. But uh, to guarantee that no one would ever be homeless? Man. Ah. It's a little bit of a trick question, isn't it? Because if everybody gave up 5% of their current salary no one would ever be homeless. We could solve that problem. Um, but I would say if if we, if we I could put I'd love to be able to put my tax dollars towards the things that I think are important, which I think homelessness is, is, is that. Um, 
no one would ever be homeless if I gave 20% of my salary. I would do that. I would do that. Maybe even higher if I was actually convinced that this was the case. And, um, and it was true. And then I could walk around telling everybody, you notice there's no homeless people? That's me. I did that. <laughs> so it only cost me 30% of my salary. Uh, all right. Dallas, you're saying for Jake Fest. It looks like Jim Rockford's, Rockford's lesser known cousin, Eddie. Uh, I don't know if that's me or who that is. You give 10% just to see all the tiny houses they had to build for them. Yeah, it would be, it would be interesting. I mean, we're talking about giving away our salaries to, to guarantee that there's not going to be any homeless people, but we don't, we don't really, we're not really going into the, how that solution is going to work. Um, Flavi, you do 30, 35%. Yeah, it would be, it would be amazing. And I, and I, it is interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, I wonder what percentage of the population, if they gave, let's say, 20% or 15%, um, like a tithing, like churches do, what percentage of the population would have to give that amount and who we would get to administer it to solve this homeless problem. But that goes back to my favorite charity, too, which is the, the food bank. Because um, the food bank is my favorite charity because it's a... <laughs> it's, you, it, I guarantee you that food is the solution to people who don't have food. Um, so I like that. Um, isn't that the idea for taxes? If we all pitched in a little, it would make a big difference. Would also work with healthcare, etc. Yeah, Laura, I think you're right. That is the uh, that is the idea. Jen, you're saying fifty percent. Well, you're a generous. You're a genu- generous person. Uh, that is the idea of taxes, and I and I kind of don't understand. I I think a lot of people are reticent about uh, taxes because they think the government. The government is uh, irresponsible. They don't trust the government to administer the thing. But uh, they always, they forget, or no one ever calls their attention to it. Like, hey, we're the government. That's the way the United States is meant to work, is that the government is us. And the government would become more efficient if we all took a more active role in participating and uh, observing and supervising or interacting with the government to make it better. At least that's my theory. But then again, what do I know? I'm a guy who's doing a Facebook show in a little tiny room full of toys that he's saved up over the years, and I got two bottles of tonic water that I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to do with next week. Um, uh, all right. Rachel, you're saying we were just when you were just in L.A., you were surprised to see so many homeless encampments downtown along the freeway. Yeah, Rachel, it's really... It's gotten much more... Um, intense during the pandemic because the police have allowed uh, homeless people to to kind of be like this is where you can be. They they didn't hassle them and roust them. And but now LA is trying to pass these laws that it's going to be illegal to camp on the sidewalk or under bridges. And it's just like well you can make it illegal, but you can't. That doesn't that doesn't help the people. It just tells them like that's like making that's like saying look you got to find I can see you. You got to find a better hiding place. Uh, so it's not a great solution, but uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty. I I think intense gets overused, but it is it is. It's tough. It's tough to look at here. You give a hundred percent, Bob. Saying since you haven't gotten paid in nearly six years since you bought your business, ah, you're not taking a are you not taking a sal are you not paying yourself a salary, Bob? Do you have come on now? Um, 
Laura, you're all about instituting a universal basic income so everyone has their basic needs met. Well, I mean, more and more, man, I was look, I was listening to the news yesterday, and they were talking about how FEMA has got this problem in Oregon where people who have suffered from the fires are applying for loans to rebuild or get back on their feet, and they're being rejected by this ID software that that's saying you're not you're not confirming your ID and then I'm having that I had that problem with unemployment my unemployment claim got flagged because of an ID they wanted me to confirm my identity and I've sent them my passport my photo my social security card who knew I had that my driver's license and I can't get through so we've we put all these um, computers in place uh, Inhibiting a, in, in in between actual human contact because human beings, we know, can be corrupted or make mistakes or there's there's you know people are helping their friends and that kind of nonsense, but but what we've done is we've boxed a lot of people out of uh, legitimate resources that they need. I'm not saying that I'm one of those people, although I was entitled to an unemployment claim, but I haven't been able to straighten, straighten this out. And thank God, I have savings that I can rely on to get me through. Uh, right now. Um, Flavia, you're saying not too surprising. Increases in Portland, Oregon, Berkeley, California, and San Francisco. The pandemic worsened an already bad situation. Yeah. Yeah, the homeless... I, I think we're all going to have to eventually address this. Like we're all going to have to address health care. We're going to have to do something because eventually enough people are not going to have health insurance or adequate health care that we're going to have to do something because we're going to be out, outraged. Um... Laura, you're saying we all you we all helped create this mess, and now we got to clean it up. Yeah, and I think slow and steady, slow and steady. Let's see if we can clean it up. Uh, Pick, sorry you're late uh, with your happy half hour bottle of Fresca. Uh, I and I enjoy some Fresca. I have to say, I like Fresca. I like Squirt. I'm 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 in. I'm down. Pick. Uh, let's let everybody work who can, and let them buy and do whatever they want. Well, okay. I do, I do, I do think freedom is is a great idea, and it would be great if people were working and all the people who wanted to work could work. Keith, greetings to you in Florida. Um, if everybody gave ten percent, it would solve a lot of problems. You raised your kids to give ten percent of everything they earn to a cause of their choice. Bob, that's admirable, and I think that that's great. And I really try to do that, and uh, it. it Ten percent doesn't sound like a lot until you're actually sitting down to try and write checks out, and that's a significant amount that you're that you, you're donating. So well done, you, um, uh, Jen. I think we should turn the homeless people into soil and green. Yes. Well, my friend David Feldman, <laughs> David Feldman, very funny comedian, and he's got a podcast. He used to, he used to have a been a act that we should eat eat the homeless and. Uh, as as with you, I'm sure he was joking. I just realized that I thought I had this thing on autopilot the whole time, and I didn't, even though I took off my I took off my shirt. So I'm going to turn it on autopilot for the last little bit of the show. Um, <laughs> uh, Ouija, you're saying that's the first two lines of a poem. I like Fresca. I like Squirt. <laughs> I like. Uh, Banana boats and that sweet shirt. Um, all right. Well, I was. I just got this out, but I'm not. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. Uh, I'm going for an old school. It's Mr. Predicto. Should I go for a question from the old school book of questions? 
is a likely outcome. Well, yes, it is. It is. I'm going to do it. We didn't need the Handbook of Mental Magic by Marvin Kaye to tell us that. Uh, I'm going to go for a question from the Book of Questions, and uh, this, as we know, can go wrong. Question number 10. Which sex do you think has it easier in our culture? (laughs) Have you ever wished you were the opposite sex? Um, Look, I... (laughs) Didn't they used to have billboards in L.A. that said gay, bi, curious, or was that a category of porn? I don't know. Um, But of course, I've always been curious about what it would be like to be the opposite sex, but uh, I'm so used to... Uh, being a man or identifying as a man or doing man stuff, that I think it's a bit late in the game for me to have a sex change. Um, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit of a no comment on which which uh, sex has it easier. And it is interesting that this book of questions from the 1970s they use the word sex instead of gender. Um, but uh, we face challenges on all sides, of course. But uh, I think it undoubtedly sexism is real. And uh, ladies have a tough job of it. Um, I doubt that that makes them wish they were men, because I'm pretty sure that they, along with a significant portion of us, knows that we're not the greatest all the time. Uh, So uh, I think that male privilege is, is real, and so men have it easier. That's my answer. 1970s Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, Ph.D. Um, It's been weeks since you heard from Mr. Predicto. You missed him, Flavia. I had Mr. Predicto on yesterday. Yeah, he's there. He's been right there this whole time. I don't know what's been wrong with me. Uh, You think the worst part of gender reassignment must be getting the letter telling you that you've been reassigned. Yeah, Ouija. The forced gender reassignment. That's a tough one. But uh, I, I think we can expect some of that going on in China as a result of the one-child policy, which it, it resulted in a lot more men children than, than women children. So they might have to reassign some of those dudes later on. Have you seen female comedians face sexism firsthand? Rachel, oh, yes, of course. Of course, of course. You know, I mean, not, not flagrant yeah, male comics and club owners and audience members and, you know, can be jerks. So, yeah, of course. Um, pick. Who here likes Robin Hitchcock? Sometimes you wish you were, you were, a, you were a pretty girl. Um, I go with, I guess that's one of his songs. Uh, I don't know that song, Pick, but uh, I, I've enjoyed some Robin Hitchcock in the past and Maybe I do know that song. I'm going to put that on after the show, which is coming up soon. Um, <laughs> change didn't seem to hurt Corporal Klinger. Well, I have to say, the uh, gender, the kids worked out pretty good for Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, you know, to go from winning the decathlon in the Olympics as a man, and then uh, to change to a lady and get awarded Woman of the Year in your first year of being a woman. Uh, hats off, Caitlyn Jenner. That's <laughs> you got it going on. I don't know if she got a second Wheaties box for that, but uh, uh, jokes, everybody. This is how they work. All right, it's time for Seize the Day. It's happy half hour, everybody. Happy Friday. So good to be back. Um, Can't wait to see you all on Monday. Right now, 
We're going to do Seize the Day. It's time for Seize the Day. Maybe we'll get Lady Jerry in here next week. Um, like I said, she's feeling better. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get through tonight. Um, and she feels as good as she tomorrow as she does, does today. Um, this is by Unknown from Seize the Day 6. <clears throat> and... Uh, Rachel has written a note underneath this one that says, I love this one. I haven't read it yet. I'm about to read it. Today sees the day from July 2nd, 2021. Happy Friday. When writing the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold the pen. It's a good one. It's, uh, you don't see that the metaphor comes in at the end for joke purposes, but then truth. Oh, that's, that's, you're right, Rachel. This is, this is quality. This is, again, this is how jokes work. Caitlin Jenner, second Wheaties box. When writing the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold the pen. Um, all right. Bruce Jenner had to suffer through a marriage to Chris Jenner. Uh, that had to have been awful. Well, pick, I don't know. I don't know how tough Chris Jenner was, is, but, uh, man, Marriage is not easy. You can't win them all. Um, Scott, you're saying a lot of people think you're unknown. Yeah, but what do they know? What do they know? Who thinks you're unknown? A bunch of unknowns think you're unknown. And who wants to really be... I know you. We're doing great. Everybody's doing uh, great, I hope. Uh, I hope you're all happy this Friday. I hope you're going to continue with a happy half hour. I'm going to look up that uh, uh, wine from Lisbon for future visits to Trader Joe's. Mm. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be nice to a jerk. And don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Thank you, everybody. Oh, how do I... I forgot how to turn it off. (laughs) 